Blog Talk Radio. Animal here on February 10th, 2016. You know, I never say February. I always say February. I guess that's kind of like saying library instead of library. When I was in uh, elementary school, kids were always saying library, and it used to bug me. But anyway, it's February 10th, 2016. I want to tell you, I've been watching... Jerry, can you stop making noise? You signed in after the music already started playing, and now you're making noise, okay? What Don't wreck the show. Me? Because no one else's mic is open. That's why, okay? Give me a break. I want to tell everybody that I've been watching Matthew McGonaghy commercials on YouTube lately. And you know what? In spite of the fact that I can't spell this guy's name, he's a big star. And those commercials taught me something. You know those commercials about Lincoln? They taught me something about recruiting, and I'm going to share that with you. And here it is. Recruiting is a business. It's not about loving people, and it's not about using them. It's about helping them by helping yourself. That's the sweet spot. That's the sweet spot in recruiting. Good relationships mean good business. So when it comes to the relationship between an individual and society, something a million first-year university courses are talking about, recruiting is the perfect fit because you don't recruit to be cool, and you don't recruit to make a statement. You do it to make money, but in doing so, you make three people happy. You, the recruiter, your candidate, and the hiring manager. So I'm sorry to offend all the people who complain about recruiters calling them at the office or polluting their email, but I dare you to show us how you do more good for society than we do. Like, also on YouTube, I've also been watching Wanted Dead or Alive with Steve McQueen. Have you ever seen that? At the start of every show, Josh Randall, the main character, he comes into town alone. Nobody likes him. But the sheriff gives him a job. Find this person and we'll pay you a fee. So Josh goes out and hunts the guy down. And when he does... He's doing something good for society. And a recruiter is like Josh Randall. He or she is a bounty hunter. And if you think that's bad, you come here and tell me on Jerry. Jerry! The recruiting animal Fantastic! I got to tell you, that I felt it, dude. I was thinking about doing it again. I was well, in it. I was in it. it. Don't win it. You want to? I don't want to kill you. I don't want to kill you. You know, Jerry. 
Sometimes I like to ask you what you have to say at the beginning of the show, but today I want to tell you something. I had a conversation with Martin Snyder yesterday, and you know what we talked about? You'll never uh, guess. Me? Squatty, squatty potty. Squatty potty. You know, <laughs> you know what that is? You know what that is? If you squat right, if you squat right down when you evacuate... It opens up your gut, apparently. And uh, Martin told me that Howard Stern says it can change your life. And I was thinking that if it makes you feel so good, it has to make you feel like you're a better recruiter as well. I was wondering. Uh, uh, naturally. Yeah, natural. I don't know what it, you know, but here, if Howard Stern is such a tall guy, wouldn't he be squatting anyway, just using a, a regular device? <laughs> you know, I'd, I can't let my mind go there. Mark I, I, don't, I don't want to speculate on his posture. Okay. <laughs> okay. In the bathroom. Martin Snyder, are you there? Martin Snyder, he came to talk about it here on the show. Are you there? He's squatting. Uh, I guess I'll have to have open to more some opens more lines. Okay. Oh my goodness. Let's see. Martin Snyder, are you there to talk about squatty potty? I am here. Good. So uh, Howard Stern, what does he need it for? If he's if he's so tall, like six six or something, a regular toilet is going to make him squat. To be quite blunt, don't you agree? He needs to pay the bills. Okay, whatever. Okay, I need to pay the bill. That's a good segue. I need to pay the bills too. And now that no, we're not. Do you not know what the squatty potty is? Yeah. Okay. Well, I do. You want to tell us, Jim? Go ahead. It's really easy. It's, it basically says you're supposed to squat when you poo so it doesn't clench off a muscle as back in your colon. Yeah. So the squatty potty just lifts your feet up. It's literally your feet go up a little bit, which means you're leaning back a little bit. And so you're uh-huh. almost squatting. Well, what, what is everybody doing? else doing? I mean, I, 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 Howard has been fascinated. I didn't know that there were like seven or eight different options. Uh, <laughs> I'm fascinated with poos. Okay, well, you know what? I didn't want to use any any direct words like Jim, but and he's got kids. He's very direct. So let's move away from squatty Can we call it number two? That was a preamble, okay? That was just a preamble. And Martin gave me a good good switch of topics. I said, he says Howard Stern, although I don't agree with him, Howard Stern really believes in it. He's not talking about it just for money, but he does have to earn a living. And so do I, right? So now I want to talk about PC Recruiter because Martin Snyder, as of today, is a sponsor of the Recruiting Animal Show. He's a proof. Who's making that noise? Okay, and so we're going to do, I have to I have to do ads now for his product, PC Recruiter, and we're going to do the first ad together right here and right now. Martin Snyder, the president of Main Sequence, which is a company that produces PC Recruiter. Do you have a prepared message, or do I have to guide you step by step like I guide everybody else? I have a prepared message. For the animal audience. Go ahead. All right. Well, it's a great opportunity for main sequence. We appreciate the the ability okay, to market our product. Okay, you can skip that part. I don't need, I don't need any pass uh, on the page. Uh, don't take any. Don't take the first check. We need to regroup and and try again next week. I don't Go waste ahead. Money. I don't waste money on traditional advertising. I like innovative advertising that may work, may not. We like to try new things. Love the animal show. Love the animal's authenticity, so I figure when he delivers our message, we're going to get good results for our investment. Okay, here's That's what you really want to say. 
here's what you really want to say, okay? Okay. <laughs> you want to say that when you're looking when you're looking for recruiting software, you're looking for four things. Number one, low cost. Number two, low hassle. Number three, good results. And number yeah. four, good service. And PC Recruiter promises to deliver all all four of those things. It's got it has, all that. Yeah, it does. All it's all got, that. Okay, it's got also it's got three thousand client companies worldwide. When I was talking to Martin, he kept saying we're under every rock. You can't turn over any rock anywhere in the world with recruiting. You won't find us. But that's a bad analogy. Okay, I wouldn't call myself that. Now, the final thing I want to tell you: there's a bunch of different kinds of recruiting. You can ask Martin. I don't know anything. He had to explain everything to me. But there's direct recruiting. There's executive search, and there's staffing, and there's different recruiting software and you know some companies specialize in recruiting software for one kind of recruiting and some for another kind of recruiting but pc recruiter is made for every kind of recruiting it's the swiss army knife of recruiting software martin snyder are you happy with that that's why you get paid okay that was great that's good that was really good i i i I felt it Okay, so now we're going to move on. Thank you, Martin. You're welcome to stay Thanks. and intervene Thanks at any well. time. Okay. Thank you. Adam. So is that PCRecruiter.com? I mean, is that is it just net. that simple to go Dot there? Net. Dot net. Sorry. Yeah. Dot net. It's both. It's both. It's dot com. Dot net. Dot org. Whatever. Oh shoot. Good thing. Oh damn. <laughs> okay. The dot yeah, nets, man. They they just they never made it. I forgot to get forgot to give out the URL. Okay, now what like me for, dot dude? Me. I thought dot me was pretty cool. Like people, I like dot io. Just Oh, that's a good one too. But that's more for tools. Yeah, that's more for tools. For um, tools. Anyway. Well, PC Recruiter is a tool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a tool is it's not a, 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 a bad term. Okay, let's move on to the guest. Are Julie you a PC Recruitero. That's if it's Italian. It's Italian. Recruitio. Yeah. Julie, Julie Hankins. Julie Hankins, are you there? Julie I am Hankins. here. Are you I ready am to here. sing? Are you ready to sing? <laughs> Which one are you playing? Because it's we're going to uh... sing. No, we're not playing. We're singing. Anybody else want to sing Julie Julie from Bobby Sherman? Anybody remember Thank you Bobby for that Sherman? I remember it. <laughs> yeah. How come you don't sing things people like, like Time of Your Life and uh, you know things from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack? Uh, you know what? I don't know. If you you can pick whatever you want, Jim. If you set up a song with me, I'll is that do your theme song, have, Jim? I don't have Flash any dance. <laughs> I don't have many partners. Okay. I only do flash dance if I can do it with video. Uh, well, you can give us a video. Oh, we no, no, no. During the show. Okay, we got to move on. Ma- Maureen, are you singing? Are you here, Maureen? Are you singing? No, 503 dropped out. Okay, so it's just you and me, Julie, and unless anybody else, okay? I'm going to count to three and we'll go. Just the chorus. Just the chorus. Oh, but I can't sing it to myself. I can't You're sing, sing it to with myself. Me. You have to You're sing gonna it to me. You're going to sing with Yeah, you can just sing. <laughs> Pretend it's not you. There's a million Julies. You told me, okay? One, ah, two, okay. three. Okay. Julie, 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 
for you anytime. How's that? I didn't, sing. I didn't hear you. Okay. Now we I can was make too busy enjoying the serenade. Thank you now very much. I can make... use the weekly episode of Strangling Cats. <laughs> now we can make fun of Julie's uh, Twitter name. It's Jim Julie. Jim, not Jungle Jim Julie, just Jim Julie. G-Y-M-J-U-L-I-E. If anybody wants 99. to. Oh. Jim Julie 99. Oh, Jim Julie 99. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. There's, yeah. there's 98 Jim Julies before you. Okay. Jim Julie 99. My mistake. Sorry, everybody. I have to. Can someone put that up on Twitter? I'll, I'll have to do it when I get a break. Okay. So why did you put, give yourself that name? Do you, you know, have jungle gym bars in your backyard or something like that? Or were you a gymnast when you were a kid? Or do you do it now? Actually, I had started out my career was as a gymnastics coach. I was up through an elite-level gymnastics coach, and then I transitioned over to the other career that I wanted to do, which was in recruitment. So I've had two lives here. Okay, so you want to give us a – you have a, a what, what an elevator pitch. you want to tell us who you are very briefly? Oh, yeah, actually, Adam, I, I created this just for you uh, based on your um, um, outline of what you had to make sure we could and could not do. So I wanted to just let you know that I had to reinvent myself. I found myself as a dynamic recruiter, but at the end of the day, what does that mean? Back in the day, I had to reach out in a holistic way to effectively and efficiently you know, dialogue wreck, with candidates. Don't wreck the show. Don't wreck the show. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Hey, I had Did it all set up for you there, Animal, but no, seriously, seriously, like uh, was it? <laughs> Okay. It's Let's all good, right animal. It. It's all good. Why? Why do you have that on there? Why? Why can't? Why are there a big list of no's? I guess is, is my first question to you. Well, well it's not obvious to you. I can't explain it. Let's just <laughs> move on now. We've had a lot of preamble to the show. Matt Charney tells me I don't get to the point fast enough. That's the way he gets back at me for criticizing his long There you art. go. Okay. Well, so what? anyhow, animal. I was a former outside uh, recruiter cowboy. I used to call myself, and uh, I yeah. went over the uh-huh. dark side about four and a half years ago. Um, I had actually kept Gemini had been one of my premier accounts. I was one of the premier vendors for them, and the guy kept asking me to come inside. So I said, you know, hey, let me explore it. Let me uh, take an adventure okay. here. If and, you and were a cowboy, if you were a cowboy, why would a <laughs> cowboy go inside? Cowboys are out on the range. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was that was it. But you know, circumstances at that time, my husband had hung out his uh, shingle as an attorney, kind of needed that stability of of, uh, of paying the bills. And even though it was really good on the outside, it was also a, a unique challenge. Okay, and we, got it. we got it. We got it. You don't have to say everything. Okay. Now, what do you do? You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll try a new question to start off. What do you do that's really smart as a recruiter that you think distinguishes you? I am an eternal optimist. What does that mean? That means that, you know, yes, it's all business, but I look at people and I look at the person, not just the flat resume in front of me, and I don't commoditize it, even though it is a business. Yeah, optimism, uh, optimism yeah. just so you don't know, optimism means you see something positive ahead. You look at a Absolutely. resume, and are you always assuming that the glass is half full, or are you assuming that, you know, this might not be a good candidate? No, the glass is always refillable. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Anybody else want to ask a question right now before I get going? You know do, you read, do you read cover letters, Julie? Nope. Oh, my God. Never. I hate cover letters. For what? I hate cover letters. Hate them. I actually hate uh, hate resumes. I like to talk to people. Because really, resume cannot tell me anything about a person. I, most of the time, I ask them to redo their resume. Really? Why? Because a resume is a marketing tool, right? It's a tool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and but doesn't a cover letter tell you what's right. on their mind and what they want to do? Okay. If someone takes the time to... to write you a letter, you're going to just hit the delete button? You're not going to open it? You're gonna... No, I'm going to call them. 
and you're not going to read the cover letter. And then you're going to ask them a couple questions, and, and then they're going to say, well, I, I took about 15 minutes to cover all that in a cover letter specifically to you, optimistic that. Julie. They don't do that. They don't do that. You know that. So it's, it's carbon copy. Well, I, I know that they don't because I don't ask them <laughs> a bunch of stuff that was in their cover letter on the rare chance that I, I do receive one. We don't get many, but I read every one. I, I will say I read uh, submissions that I get from some of my external vendors. That is important to me. Yeah. I want okay, to know what I want to know mind. is, hold on, hold on. What I want to know is, how do you ask them to, to rewrite their resumes? Well, after we talk about it, and it's like, okay, I find you a good fit, but you're not, you're not selling yourself on here, and I get it. I tell them I get it, obviously. You know, I want to move them forward, but they're not going to get anywhere. They're not going to get past the next step. They're not going to get past the eyeball scan of the next level, the hiring manager, and I can't sell them. They have to sell themselves on their paper. So if and they're not tell- open to it, it tells me something about them too. What does it tell you about them? That they're not flexible and they're not, they don't really want the job, right? Okay. Can you give us just an example of a, of a resume that you asked someone to rewrite? Sure. Um, actually, I just had one the other day. Uh, the guy who's very strong technically as a PEGA guy. He didn't even have his uh, all of his certifications listed there. A lot of pre-sales experience, a lot of experience across the board as a technology side, but his resume just read as kind of a fluid, here's what I did. It didn't really give me anything of how he would impact our business. And so he wasn't looking at it correctly when he wrote his resume. I had him retool it over the weekend, and now he's interviewing this week. Okay, when you say he didn't tell you how he was going to impact your business, what were you looking for there? Because, you know, when people always say in the job description you have to tell candidates how they're going to impact the business, I don't know what that means. So can you tell me? So, you know, they're telling me all the things that they like to do kind of as a marketing side in their resume. That's that's why I consider a bad resume, right? If they're telling me in a resume – Here's how what I did helped the company, helped my manager, because the bottom line is they're coming in to solve a problem, right? We have a problem. We have a need. There's a project. There's work to be done, and we need to be able to count on handing this over to this person. So he has to show that he has done something similar to impact the business. How does he know what your problems are before he's coming to interview? That's why I say I want to rewrite the resumes all the time. Well, so you tell them the, the problem. You tell them the problems you have in your phone screen, and then you say, "Look, ma'am, or look, sir, rewrite the resume around the information I've given you." Is that what you're saying? Yes or no? Nope, nope, not exactly. Rewrite your resume, your experience. Tell me the truth, and and put in this these metrics, put in this data, and make sure that your resume reads that you can come in and do this work because he's already told okay. me. Okay. He does anyone to want to explain me, to me? Oh, does anyone want to explain or should I just move on? You're losing the audience, dude. <laughs> yeah, You're okay. getting bogged down okay. here. Does anybody else want to ask a question? Anybody else got a question for her? Here's a, it's a woman who's uh, a high-powered uh, recruiter with a, a very big company. Anybody got a question? How do you source? Why doesn't Jerry like the word recruitment? Oh, because it's English, Okay. Uh, and it's English. Just leave that alone. Okay, hold on a second. What is your primary source of candidates? LinkedIn? No. What? Advertising? I, <laughs> um, you know, it's a typical networking, but no, I, I go in every type of thing, in every type of niche uh, recruiting, whether it's uh, for mobility or, or transformation digital side. I go to AngelList. I go to 
GitHub, I go Boolean searching, I go across everywhere. Um, Connectifier used to be. I have no idea if that's going to help out or not now that's part of LinkedIn. You know what? I got a but, surprise for you. Connectifier means LinkedIn. Okay? Oh, if I you know. That's me- what I just said. I have no idea if it's going to continue to be a, a source. Okay. But so then, when I said know, if, I, oh, 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 when I said if LinkedIn, and I asked you if LinkedIn is your primary source, you said no. Connectifier is. That means LinkedIn oh. is your primary source. Okay? Up until about a week ago, Connectifier was not <laughs> LinkedIn. Therefore, I don't know if it's going to continue is what I said. Oh, I so. thought Connectifier was really just giving people you know, access no, to LinkedIn. It worked, it worked a lot of places. Yeah, it, it scours everything. LinkedIn Indeed. stock update, 103 $2.49 today. Connectifier <laughs> is that it's all information you can get from other places. But it does in one minute what it takes you twenty minutes to get each yeah. one of those individual pieces. It's not giving you anything new. It's a time saver. That's it. So it's and an I love it. Jeff Newman. Yeah. Was. It's an aggregator. It's an aggregator. It's not Was. information you, you on it you can't get from elsewhere. It's just it saves me so much time in finding okay. someone's blog okay. or email. Someone else wanted yeah. to say something. Who else wanted to talk about that? Connectify. So just use past tense with with regard to Connectify, you don't know what it's going to do tomorrow? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. I do know that there was, and I'll, and I'll go to LinkedIn and find out where somebody's working. if you have a LinkedIn Platinum account, I think it is, I don't know. I, I don't pay them any money. But if you have a LinkedIn high-level account, you've been getting Connectifier. <laughs> You'll get it now for free. Okay. Free? Now, now, they like free I, education coming up here for everybody? Uh-huh. Okay. But do you really saw, think yeah, they're going to keep, keep using other sources? Into ConnectFire? Yeah. Okay. I think it's, I think it's LinkedIn's way of combating Monster, but that's okay. There's no way LinkedIn is going to pay for it. And remember, the big thing was email and phone numbers. LinkedIn are, already has all those, but doesn't show them to you. There's, there's, there's no, no way, way that they're going to pay for it. And remember, the big thing was email and okay, phone numbers. Okay, thanks, somebody, playing it back to us on your speakers. Don't do that, okay? <laughs> no. No. So nice. They said it twice. Okay, now I've got. I was reading an article by a guy named Andy Kearney. It was on Tony Restell's site. I can't remember what's the name of Tony's site. Anyway, it was on his site. It said these other people aggregators are going to replace Connectifier. Hiring solved. Swoop Talent and Connect Six. Does anybody use them? No, no. You don't. They weren't as good. They're not as good. Yeah, yeah. Connectifier was just so fast. <clears throat> And they, up, they got better with every iteration of their engineering. Uh-huh. It's not just great. You have to go pick the right stuff off. And okay. they, they spent all their money on it. They hired their engineers. So the other ones just don't have the money to do that. And so, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a solution that works nearly as good. Okay, but people might want to check out Hiring Solved, Swoop Talent, and Connect Six. I have Connect Six. I've never heard of Hiring Solved or Swoop Talent before. Have you actually tried Hiring them, Jim? Hiring Solved is up. It has profit. Hiring Solved is one behind profit. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Which is a paid tool and a free. Okay. So back to. Can I just throw in one point here? Jim Durbin is an excellent reference on all this stuff. Nice work, Jim. <laughs> Seriously, time. he knows all this stuff. Thank you. He knows a lot. lot. Good job. Good job. Well, sometimes yeah. I like to listen instead of work. So, yeah. Okay. So, so here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, let's go on to the next question. Social recruiting. Do you do any recruiting on Twitter, Julie? I don't. I don't on Twitter. I used to. Um, 
you know, I used to attempt Didn't, didn't we all? <laughs> nah, that's, you know, I'm like. Uh, I'm killing myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, no yeah, have you ever recruited anybody on, have you ever nope. recruited anybody from Twitter? Nope. nope. Okay. There was no. that one very attractive gal with, like, Robertson. <laughs> Remember that, like, four years ago, her story was, like, how I placed three people from – Remember that story? We all saw it. It was great. I, I just placed someone using Twitter. Just so you know, I placed someone using Twitter here in Dallas. You'll never get over it. Okay. Okay. What about, what? Thank you, Jim. What about uh, Facebook, Julie? Do you use Facebook for recruiting? Nope. Why not? Um, there's actually, because of internal HR legalities and such mm-hmm. like that, we have some handcuffs that are on us. Oh, really? Believe but would you, do you think it's got potential? Uh, what I've done is I've, you know, have put onto our Capgemini page, our links and such like that. And that's the only thing that I've done. I don't know that it really has potential. Again, you got what half the world is supposedly on there, three billion pages or something like that. You should be able to connect up with somebody somehow, but I don't know that there's a okay. You don't have the way. Moving on, moving on, moving yeah. on, moving on. What about drip marketing and pipelines? You know, Tim Sackett, the great Tim Sackett, is doing uh-huh. a webinar uh, telling you how to turn zombies into uh, employees. That's uh, one of his funny themes. He's going to tell you how to build. That's what it says in the article, okay? He's got to create talent networks and talent communities and, and pipelines where you email stuff out to uh, people who to keep yeah. them interested and make them, you know, beg you to hire them. Do you do that kind of thing, talent pipelines? I, I do. I do a lot. I, I, I leverage my network from the last five years or anything like that. I mean, I continue to reach out to people every, you know, Four six months, you don't drip on too often. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, especially senior level. So what? What was that? For every four to six months, you email somebody. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to them for some reason or you know something on that. No, order. no, no. I'll reach well, out to them be clear. You yeah. send out an email blast to a bunch of no. people. No, no, dude, no, she reaches no. out, man. Yeah, I know. Well, that's such she a. She just a, clearly said. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> doesn't mean anything, Jerry. That means why nothing I to me. We know what you meant. We yeah, know what I you didn't. Mean. So you don't really have a talent pipeline where you keep no, a no, bunch I of do. potential. I don't, I don't abuse my don't. talent pipeline. I don't abuse what is my it? talent What's pipeline. What's a talent pipeline in the Emily, you have to ask her. You have to use it in language to get. Do you use a tickle file or a tickler file? Mm. <laughs> or do you tickle your tickler file, which is what hey, Steve Lefkowitz did. Anything hey. that works, right? Anything that works. Yeah, well, I don't know what you're saying. Does anybody want to explain to me what she does? Okay. I'll explain okay. to you real quick. I yeah. I have a group of people. I have them sorted through um, in our in my database here, and I will reach out to them, but I don't email blast them. That's is that your talent community, Julie? And what do you reach out to them for, to ask them if they know people or if they want a job themselves? It depends. It depends. Sometimes, sometimes if there's something that came up that's absolutely a fit for them, and I want to reach out to them. Absolutely you know, that's not a talent pipeline. Sorry, you don't know what a no. talent network or a talent pipeline is. You no, don't no, have no. Well, you up. asked me. You asked me oh, how well, I reach I don't out care to them. What you think? I hold it. Hold it. Okay, animal. Enlighten us. What is a talent pipeline? Me, absolutely. Well, I already said it means you've got a mailing list and you have potential candidates and you keep them informed that's about what not- you every. Technically, a pipeline would be something that moves step by step, kind of like a pipeline. Okay. 
On social talent, next topic, next topic. Or does anybody want to say, okay, on social talent blog, they had a list of the top six motivators for uh, people making moves. Money was the main one listed. Money is the main motivator, but a guy like Jerry will tell you, money can't be the main motivator. They can't expect to make much more money when they go to a new job. What do you say about that, Julie? Then I would say it is it becomes a main motivator. It becomes their main motivator to reach out for a new job at the at the end of the game. If initially they're pissed off, they have something going on. Excuse my language. They have something going on that that makes them interested in some way, shape, or form. So it's not their main motivator, but it absolutely is always on the list. And the people who tell me that it's not scare the crap out of me. How much of a percentage can people expect? Can, can, I, can I clarify my thoughts on it since you seem to have a whole library of my thoughts at your desk? Can I, can I share my thoughts on it? Yeah, go ahead. People aren't going to leave a job where they're content, happy, challenged, motivated just because something comes along with a much bigger salary. <laughs> Rarely. There has to be something going on, something that's changed <clears throat> recently to mm-hmm. make them decide, hey, it's time for me to consider new op- new options. So there's a stimulus to leave. Then there's also what they're leaving and going to. Oftentimes, the higher salary, everything else being equal, is where they'd like to be. But people don't leave a great place where they're happy and plugged in just for a higher salary. Any recruiter that thinks that that's how you go about making placements is a fool and probably broke. Jerry will well, be going on the speaking circuit to pitch his new book. I'm going on the speaking circuit. It was good. It was good. You're on the speaking circuit, Jerry. I'm going to go on the source comp yeah. circuit. And oh. just to help you ladies, during that period of time, I will self-identify as a female. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. So you know what? I think Julie, Julie, Julie oh agrees. Julie agrees with Jerry. I'm, I'm thinking that some people that are not part of our tiny little bubble will have no idea why I just said that. Okay. Well, look, if the bubble was so small, Martin Snyder would not be paying no. for this show. Okay. We might think the bubble is so small, but some people don't. Okay. Yeah, there's all kinds of people in your bubble. Yeah. It's okay. small but influential animal. Okay, thank you. It's small. So he's agreeing with Jerry. Thanks. That's just what I need. Okay. But Julie Hankins. Julie Hankins. Julie Hankins. Are you still with me? I am. Okay. I have a question. So, I have a question for Julie. In a second, well, you're not a member a of you know, my group on Facebook. In a second. She's a member of Jerry's group. That's how she signed on. Okay. But look. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I laid the groundwork for this awesome show. Yeah. Yes, you did. I never know where my, you know, I plant seeds all over the planet. I never know what what ones turn into something. It's your fault. I, I didn't mean can to I, start anything. Can I ask a question? Again. Can I ask a question? Can Money. I finish? Okay. Can Julie. I finish? Can I finish? Julie. Ju- no. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> Julie. How much money? Myself. How much money can people expect to get by making a move? How come? How much can they increase their salary? I'm going to answer with the worst two words in the English language. It depends. 
Somebody's got a paper jam. Who's you making need to open that noise? thing and yank the down. It's an ID10T issue there. No, it's uh, Bob Marley. That paper is just jamming. Okay, come uh, on, Julie. Let's get that right, on is, track. Is let's get on track, can we, please. Can we clarify? Yeah, Wasn't the paper jam? No. All right, yeah. Julie, you come on, please. Me, you gotta give me a framework. I mean, most of the time, people are gonna move anywhere from a 10 to 15 percent increase. I know that's a stock answer, but yeah, that's the reality, and that's where we actually try and keep it in. But let's say they're asking for the moon. You know, I gotta bring them down. Let's say if they're severely underpaid. You know, I mean, then they they might get a bump up. We get these H1 guys who are, you know, first transfer, and they got brought over here, and they're severely underpaid. They're getting a big hike up. I mean, they might get 30 to 50 percent increase. It just really depends on the on the person. That's that's okay. the fun of it. But right? for, for for an American citizen, a Native American who's got a good job and is making a move for some reason, you're saying they can increase their salary on average 10 to 15 percent. But after taxes, what does that turn out to? What does it usually turn out to? <laughs> For a Native American, you say? Native American. Yeah, she's, talking people, she's talking about people who come over from India as programmers, right? They, they're they underpaid. That's what she said. Now, what about somebody who's been in the States, educated here, always worked in the United States, never moved? So that, that doesn't count. All the HB1 visa stuff doesn't count. So they get hired. You give them a raise, 10%. What does that usually turn out to per month? Like I said, a cup of coffee a week. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make a huge hill. Somebody explained to Animal that it depends if you're starting at forty thousand or a hundred thousand. Right, right, right. And I and I'll say if you're making low, you're going to get a bigger increase. If you're if you're already at one hundred and eighty, you're going to be getting a smaller increase. But that's where the intrinsic and the other side of the of the equation okay. comes into play. Who's that genius trying to teach me the difference between 40000 and 100000 I can barely hear you. Okay? How many dollars is a 10% increase is different depending on your salary. Well, is that Jeremy Roberts? Okay. That is, For and ten- I'm on a treadmill, so I'm going to mute. Yeah, okay. 10% Ten percent of $100,000 is only $10,000. So over a 12-month period... Then you divide that, that by 12. And Sorry, the, the metric stuff just blows me away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how would that be an American? No, no. So, okay, so let's move 10 on. 10 meters... Okay, is it a centimeter? Okay, let's move on. That's, what, what okay, kind of, that's why money can't be your only motivator. What kind of LinkedIn account do you have? What kind of LinkedIn account do you have? What kind of LinkedIn account do you have? Oh, we have one. we have the full no no we have the full recruiter one. I have every tool at my at my uh, mm-hmm. at my fingertips, right? And when you were when you were on your own as a third party recruiter, you didn't have all these uh, access to all these paid for tools, or were you using them already? I didn't have access, no. So you've always used all this stuff? No, no, I did not have access. Okay, and, and that, I still what's don't the difference? Oh, you still don't, <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, use it? Yeah. I, I use it a little bit. I use license. it a little bit. Yeah, I use it a little bit. Yeah. We have a full-on every, you know, soup to nuts, everything. They they give us everything. I mean, we're a top five global management <laughs> consulting firm. So seriously, okay. you know, okay. pay do through you, the nose. Do you leave voicemail? Uh... Depends I'm hearing us. I'm, I'm hearing us. Someone's on. We got us on speaker. Thanks. Thanks for wrecking the show. Okay. Uh, so depends on who you, I'm calling. Another yeah, scapegoat everything depends with you. Everything depends <laughs> with you. Hey, I'm in consulting. What do you think? No. I want to know how. What's the best way to leave a voicemail to get a return call? 
Did you hear the question? That's the head of SourceCon. That's the head of SourceCon asking you a question. What's the best voicemail to to, to Well, leave? do you want to trick somebody into returning the call, or do you want them to know why they're returning the call? I can get anybody to call me back. Yeah, exactly. How do you it's, do it, Jerry? You know what? I, I, why is everybody so evasive today? I've got, few, I've got a few. Of my, I've got a few of my friends that I know listen to my voicemails, but they don't call me back unless they want to talk to me. So if I really need to talk to them, I'll say something like, "Hey, man." I'm sure you probably already heard this by now, but uh, just give me a call. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> no, it, you, come on. You're wrecking the show. <laughs> wrecking they always the call me back. Right? What, 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 what's wrong? Oh, nothing. not wrecking the show. You know, yeah, I got a guest. She's a professional recruiter with one of the biggest companies maybe in the world, okay? And I'm asking her. Top five, please. she said. Yeah, do you leave voicemail? Maybe. I said, well, so Jeremy says, well, or Jeremy says, well, what do you leave? You know, what's the best way to get a return? And I get Jerry leaving uh, breathy mails for his friends. That's not informing my audience. All right, I do. I do leave voicemails. Again, you know, I it, it's it depends on the type of voicemail I'm, I'm leaving, though. It depends on the type of candidate I'm calling. Give us an example. I'm it sounds like a trade you, okay? secret. You're I'm begging you. It sounds like a trade secret. <laughs> Hey, Animal, it's Julie Hankins with Capgemini. I found your background, I was, or I was networked to you, something on that order. And I'd love to chat with you about a great opportunity. I want to explore some opportunities with you here at Capgemini. Do give me a call at your soonest, and I leave my number. But once, real easy. Once or twice. Yeah, I'm going to call her back. I'm going to call her back. Do you leave just, that number like, once or twice? Because, I, you know, hey, guys, I get to drop the name, right? I get yeah, to drop, you know, drop the name like, twice. Yeah. I love know my number. I love know who I am. I love know where who I'm coming from. It is. I will tell you, it's a lot easier being internal with a big company because people want to work for us, sure or they want to call me back and yell at us because they hate us. I'm not one of the two. I get both. But um, <laughs> you get both. You get yeah. both, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get about somebody that called well, you back well, in the office. Yeah. Somebody from your team talked to me three years ago and they never returned my call. I'm like, great, thanks. You know, I get I get the baggage too. Okay, how many how many voicemails will you leave before you give up? I never give up. Well, okay, you give up. How, many, how many? Will you, will you leave eighty? Will oh, you leave oh 80? no, no, I won't leave eighty. I'll I'll call them if I don't hear back from them the next day. I'll call them back. I'll you know, and then I'll and I'll drop them a text at that point because you know, hey, I've already I already know them, right? And I'll drop them a text and I'll say, hey, I just left you a voicemail because sometimes people don't return a voicemail or they don't get it. And they'll then most of the time the text will flip it around and I'll get it. And how do you get them. how do you get their their uh, address for the text, the phone number for their cell phone? Ninety nine percent of the time it's all a cell phone. Once in a while I'll get the uh, free text yeah. to landline email yeah. back. Well, hold on. So you're calling someone whose resume you already have. We were talking about sourcing no, no, no. somebody. No, Where do you no, get no, their no. phone no, no. numbers? Where do you get their <laughs> phone numbers? Oh, you're talking about the cold, cold, cold calling? Yeah. The cold, cold, cold? Oh, yeah. then, it, then it's a whole whole bunch of different different angles there. You're talking cold, okay. cold, cold. You're asking me how I leave a message. That's a different yeah. story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, no, I'll come around, and, and I'll, email, I'll email them on their, on their, uh, um, and last, uh, last, Ditch effort. I'll LinkedIn them. I'll send over to LinkedIn and say, "Hey, I've been trying to reach out to you." Yeah, well, you know what? I saw somebody to. on Facebook. I saw someone on Facebook. I won't mention any names, but he's on the line here today, and he was saying <laughs> that 
LinkedIn is so super saturated with recruiters that people are getting hammered with so many calls and so many in-mails that they're becoming completely unresponsive. It's an old story, but I just heard it again today. Do you agree with that? Um, Don't broadcast feedback to myself who's ever listening on their speakers and on the phone. I don't want to hear me in the background, okay? There you go. Okay, 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 uh, with a bunch of guys every week. And, you know, we all bring potato chips. And there's different kinds of potato chips. There's barbecue potato chips, but it burns some people's stomachs. There's ketchup potato chips. There's salt and vinegar. Not everybody likes the same kind of potato chip, but everybody likes just plain old regular potato chips. So after a while, that's what we started bringing, regular potato chips, sometimes ripple, sometimes not. Now, you know, with recruiting, it's kind of the same thing. There's recruiting software that's made for direct hire. There's recruiting software that's made for executive search. There's recruiting software that's made for staffing. But there's one recruiting software, PC Recruiter, that's made for all kinds of recruiting, okay? And Martin Snyder is the president of that company that makes it. That's why he calls it the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting. It's got 3,000 customers worldwide, and if you want to be a user, go to pcrecruiter.net. Okay? Now, does somebody want to ask Julie a question, or should I pick up? That was up a great ad. Letter? I didn't know where you were going that with awesome. that potato chip thing, but that was a great <laughs> ad. That was awesome. Okay. You know, I'll just say Maureen always says, don't leave wimpy voicemails. And here's an example of what she means. She says, this is bad. I'm just calling to see if you might be interested in an opportunity. She says, just say I'm calling about an opportunity. Don't say just. And she doesn't say, hopefully, you can call me back. She says, say, you can call me back at this number. But, of course, Maureen doesn't really leave any voicemails. So. <laughs> but that's what she advises, just for everybody else who wants to leave voicemail. Now, uh, Julie, is there something that I have? I mean, I have a million questions here. It's you know, it takes me ten minutes to get every any one of them through to you. Is there something that you'd like to talk about? Do you have some pet topics about recruiting that you want to uh, share? You know, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll leave it to you. It's your show. How's that? How do you reject hey, candidates? Julie, do, you, do you use recruiting oh, somebody firms? Else. Do you use outside <laughs> recruiting firms? Actually, not that much. I do for vent, you know, for the subcons and such like that. But no, our our target is to really actually not utilize external, which is one of the reasons I came internal. Okay, and look, I know we're horrible, aren't we? Derek Zeller <laughs> says it's a it's a dollar and cents thing. Okay, Derek Zeller is advising me on Twitter: don't let people hijack the show. He wants to hear the guest. Okay. <laughs> oh, Derek Zeller's running your show now. Hey Julie, when you do use when you do use outside Thanks, firms, Derek. do you make do you make the decision about who the firm is and what the deal is between them? Yeah, yeah, it, it is do- in it is in our individual recruitment team's uh, ability to to pick any firm. We all want to recruit for you, Julie. There you go. Come on over. 
Okay. I, I got to well, say, she's, she's got a nice voice. I like it. I, I like it. I, I would answer her, That's a... I would answer her, her, voice, her voicemail. Uh, Julie, can you criticize... Can you criticize your boss in an interview? Because I've got lots of you know examples of programmers and tech people, who, you know, who were fired or left companies or want to move, you know, for legitimate reasons. There's something wrong with the manager. Uh, they're irresponsible. Can that person come to you and you say, you know, why might you want to leave your current employer? And they'll tell you why. My manager did all these foolish things. Is that going to knock the candidate out for you? For me, no. But I will counsel them on how to to position that to the next level up. Okay, well, here's one guy. I'll just give an example. One guy worked for a Greenfield project, and he mm-hmm. says the spec, the specifications changed every day. Finally, the software was working fine, but the manager who ordered it didn't want to put in the effort to learn how to use it, so he complained all the time. This guy wanted to move. If he went to an interview, should he actually tell that story? Not in that way. Absolutely not. Well, what should he say? I have policy differences or I just want to you know, move ahead in my career? In other words, you can't tell the truth in an interview uh, to a recruiter. Is that right? Uh, to me, absolutely. I want to know about it. I want to put my arm around him. I want to be his best friend and want to know everything about it. Because I want to know every flag that's potentially going to come up. But I will counsel him how to position that so it makes him look strong and how he can contribute. And play to the strengths, which is, you, wanna, you know, creating and, and building this up in a greenfield environment. It's a huge plus, right? Yeah. Okay. So tell, the side, tell what he did, but don't tell what the bad thing that happened. Here's another example. An engineer was working nights and wearing T-shirts and running shoes in a, a firm that was a, a smart casual firm. Okay. And so mm-hmm. his job, he didn't have to deal with any clients or product managers. You know, and he just he liked working nights by himself, actually. And so people said, I never see him in the office. Is he still working here? Uh, I don't like his attitude. And so he wanted to leave. Is that legitimate? Should he say this is what went wrong? People didn't like me because, you know, I didn't wear the right clothes or work the right hours. But I did my job. I mean, well, that's his choice to leave, right? They're not kicking him out. I mean, are they kicking him out? Well, yeah, well, it could go either way. It could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it was the wrong cultural fit for him, right? You can spin that any way, you know, either way. And then I would basically, he should he should ask any company that he's working for what their dress code is. Because if he's not going to fit in culturally, it's going to come up every time. That's career advice for him. Uh-huh. Okay. Your first method of contact, is it, we talked about it briefly already, is it phone or email? Forget about text. Phone or email, what do you prefer? If I'm cold sourcing out and I have a guy at Amex and I know his email, I'm going to send him an email and then I'm going to call. What's going to say in the email? Are you going to personalize it? Absolutely. What? Like, give us an example. Are you going to put your name on it? Oh, no, no, Jerry. I'll just clarify no, for I'm people not who don't understand. Name. I'm going to keep it sweet. What is what is it? The rule of newspapers: everything above the fold, right? I mean, most of the time they're going to read this on their smartphone. It's just going to be a couple of lines. You know, hey, you know, I, you know, I heard that X Y Z. You know, you're you're uh, you're a Java developer, whatever it is. I hear your skill set. Might be a match. Interested in in uh, talking with me? I'll give you a call shortly. I'm just going to let him know, and uh, you know, hopefully I, I don't get a bounce. I've done my work right. 
Every recruiting article says that's the wrong thing to do. You have to go out and read about this person and uh, make something, you know, and put something in the body of the email. Okay, but I had 100, 100 plus hires last year direct. And, you'll never you know, make I don't it. care about the articles. Let's, let's do approach. reality, right? Okay. Let's is Jeff Newman still on the line? Jeff Newman says he personalizes his stuff. Is Jeff Newman still here? Okay. I'm unmuting. I'm still here. You're always, <laughs> okay. Do you personalize you, your email? You personalize within every single one within a template because you're still repeating yeah. the same stuff. I'm talking about templates. templates. Yep. Uh, but going back oh, to bring it back to Connectifier, the reason I like Connectifier is because you know how I feel about LinkedIn. But if I find your blog, I find your tweet, I can find yep. something with which to personalize it. I like yep. um I had a candidate we're getting into interview in person this week and I got him from a major boutique brand cuz I found a line he wrote in a blog and I used it as my subject line of the email. He opened it absolutely. Yep. yep. Okay. That's a great okay. idea. Okay. Kelly Blockdike says, "Why does Jim Julie 99 have a, a locked Twitter account?" Hey, like I said, Animal, this is an old... I don't use Twitter, right? Okay, that's, that's your Twitter. answer. There's your yeah. answer. That's There's the best answer. point of this whole show. I don't use Twitter. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for Twitter. I don't have time for all the all the garbage on Twitter. Sorry, Animal guys. The, those of you guys that love it, inform me. Teach me. Email me. Yeah, Fine. Okay. okay, so you're working in a big company with uh, lots of intelligent people. Uh, do your hiring managers give you unrealistic requirements? Every single day. Why? Great question. Why? Are, are they stupid or what? Because they're not, they're not professional interviewers. They know what their, what their ideal everything in the kitchen sink is, and that's my job to turn around and go, okay, what do you really need? What do you really want? Can you give us a, a, a real-life example? Uh, oh, I don't want to get you in trouble. One. I don't want to get no, you in no, no, trouble. No, no, no. no. I, this is a fun one. It's a, it's a, uh, um, a platform that's maybe a, a pass or SAS platform that's only been out for two years, but they want somebody who's 10 years' experience on it. <laughs> Are they crazy? Standard type of stuff. No, yeah, that's exactly. an idiot. Only an idiot would do that, Okay. <laughs> No, somebody who's just cut and pasting from somewhere that they read, and they really didn't take some time, and then that's my job to turn around and do an intake and, and get the right time. Do they often do, the right hiring man, your hire, off, do your hiring managers often ask for specific educational pedigrees, that people come from certain schools only? No. Um, really? Well, actually, let me let me backtrack. If it's a on the more pure consultant uh, the strategic consultants and such, then, yeah, not a specific university, but, you know, we'll look for an MBA from a, a top ten school or something like that. But generally, really? no, they just need to have a degree. So yep. if someone, well, no, if someone wanted a job like that, but they didn't go to a high-profile school, how should they try to get it? Or are Talk they out? <laughs> well, are you going to answer them? Absolutely. I mean, you're getting tons of res- – are you getting tons of applications every every day? Um. I will weed through, and uh, uh, obviously, you know, from a standard You don't read cover letters. You told Jerry already. I don't already, read cover so, letters. No, yeah. I'll read their resume, and, and I'll see what they've actually done. And what, and, look, and no, 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 no. Here's what you'll do. You'll look at the education. He's not no, from I the don't. right school. Goodbye. Absolutely, no, I don't. And you know what? 
When I was external, one of the top hires I made with Capgemini was actually somebody who didn't even have a degree, and she was a very, very, very senior hire. So we don't. We don't. Okay. We want to know you if mentioned- the person can do the job. That's really yeah, okay. it. Can they do yeah, the job? You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned yeah. culture fit. You mentioned culture fit. Uh, as a, mm-hmm. an issue for that guy who wore T-shirts and running shoes and worked nights, do you ask candidates questions that determine the kind of culture you think they are going to fit into? Mm. Not direct, but indirectly, yes. What do you mean? Now I'm being edgy again. Well, how do you determine? <laughs> Obviously, you think culture fit is an issue. How do you determine if someone is a fit no, for your culture? No, I thought his culture fit was for that guy. But no, I mean, cultural fit, I know the group and I know the teams and I know who they're who they're going to be working with. Yeah. And those are some critical things, right? Um, a lot of it is, uh, for us, are they uh, sharp and quick? I mean, that's really part of it with us here as a technology yeah. firm. Well, what you know, does that mean? It's so, like, you the know, type of thinker they are. The it's the type so, of thinker they are. Uh-huh. What does that mean exactly? Can they handle being on the animal show, right? Okay, there's the, there's a good one. That's how she handles. That's how she. See, I'm gonna tell you this, this whole culture thing fit. It's kind of a a false issue. Nobody we've ever asked here can really say, yeah, I screen people for culture and this is how I do it. I think maybe one person has ever done that. Okay. Now, yeah. do you sell? Do you sell jobs? Do you persuade people who aren't interested? in actually taking a look at a job, you call people up and say, I've got this position. You actually tell them, I've got a great job. So, And they say, sorry, Julie, you sound like a nice person, but I'm not interested. What do you do? Do you try to sell them on it then? I find out what they are interested in. And then if it, you know, if it does, well, what would be a good match? And then I find out more about them, and then I'll maybe I'll, maybe I'll turn back around and I'll tell them why this is, you know, maybe I mis- misled them initially. Yeah, so it's all about the conversation, the relationship. Okay, do you ever remember doing that and selling a person on a job they rejected to begin with? Yeah. God. Can you tell us the story? Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody doesn't want to hear a story. Here I want to hear. Right? If, if anybody in recruiting hasn't swayed someone's decision in the past, they're not a recruiter. Get right? out. <laughs> They're not a recruiter. And to, and to pinpoint see. some, oh, yeah, seven years ago, I remember this guy said no, and I said why, and he said well, yes, I mean yes, that's ain't no accidentally. I'm in. Come on, dude. This is a global audience now. You've got you've got sponsors. You've got the well, show's taking off for you on, on the back. Hold on, hold on. Let me give you the overview, real quick, real quick. So multiple times, right? And a lot of it comes down to money. If we're not offering the amount of money that somebody else is. I have to sway them by utilizing something else, some other motivator, and that key goes all the way back to that first conversation that you had and make sure you know what their flags are and what their motivators are every yeah. time. Let, let me ask again. Because they're going to wake up know? in six months and they're still going to be doing the job. What job yeah. do they want to do, right, and where do they want to be working? Let me ask you something. Do you ever remember a time, and this is a behavioral question in case you don't recognize it, do you ever remember a time <laughs> when someone said they weren't interested and you sold them on that job? Tell us about it, please. There's only six minutes left. <laughs> um, goodness, in six minutes? I can't tell okay, you the you whole story in Okay, six you minutes. can't do it. No, no, you no, can't no, no, do no. It. no. Okay, no, I don't mind. No, 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 no. Animal, seriously. So, no, I had a person who uh, was not looking for a change, was not looking to make any moves at the time, uh, found out what their key motivators were. They hung up on me two or three times, kept going back to them, 
and they end up actually they're working here at, right now. What was the key motivator that you had to get out of the person? The key motivator in the first one? What were they making? Dollars. Mm. Uh-huh. And you had trouble getting that? The person just hung up on you and you had the gall to call back? Absolutely. So it is about the money. It's always it about, about the money, money Jerry. <laughs> yeah, what would I know? It's always about the money, Jerry. No, no. Theirs, theirs was, they, you know, when they, when they told me what they were making and it was a lot, I was like, wow, you're pretty much underpaid based on what the market is here. Continued having conversations. <clears throat> is that okay. when they hung up on you? That's pretty <clears throat> much when they hung up. It was, Jerry. it was a little bit nicer than just click the phone. But Jerry, what, um, <laughs> is there an after, what did you say when you show? called them back? No, I've got to. I've got to do something personal. Okay. No, so that's a good question. That's a good question. Maureen, ask it again. Ask it again. He's got to go. What did you say? What did you say when you called them back after they kind of well, sort of I, hung up? I on let you? that sit for a little while, and I called them back. I think What's it was a little probably while? What's a little about, while? about a day. I gave them yeah, about, about a day, day to sit in Germany because I figured either they're going to think about what I told them. And wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night and be like, I gotta, I gotta keep talking, or they're gonna mm-hmm. hang up on me. Either way, it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, mm-hmm. nothing personal, right? So mm-hmm. I called them up. And I asked them if they had time to think on what I told them. Mm-hmm. And they said they were being severely underpaid. And they're like, you know, yeah, that kind of, I've been thinking about that. So okay, okay, let's talk. Simple. And you talk, and then they hung up on you again. <laughs> no, they didn't hang up on me again. <laughs> oh, I thought you said they hung up a couple times. No. No, no, no. Okay, okay. No, just the one time. Final where are you question. From? Julie, where are you from? I'm just. Go ahead, Maureen. I, I'm in Tampa. You're in Tampa. Are you, were you born and raised there? Nope, I was born and raised in Minnesota. Oh, I got okay. smart, got out. Then that would have okay. been a better answer to where you're from, <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> I've lived here for 20, 22 years, so I'm from Tampa now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I grew Final up question. Like, Final question. Yeah, you know Kimberly Usher? Oh, No. <laughs> Okay. No. <laughs> final, final question. Because she's from final, Minnesota, right? No, she's final. <laughs> you know what, PC? She's you know, Tampa. driver. I'm going to agree with Derek Zeller about something. You guys are hijacking the show. <laughs> I can't get a question. She, she's evasive. She won't answer a question, and you guys keep interrupting when I'm trying to hey, get something out of her. I answer your questions, Animal. No, you don't. You got a nice <laughs> voice, but you're hard to she get does. a an answer out of. Last question. Okay, can you tell a hiring manager how long it's going to take you to fill a position? In general terms, yes. Really? How come? Just from past experience? Yep. Yep. Really? Okay. Hmm. Any 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 parting <laughs> words? <laughs> no. Well, okay. Let me let me clarify that a little bit for the the laughter there. Um, you know, I'm going to tell them. You know, it's a niche skill. It's going to take me a couple of weeks to get to people. It's going to take me. You know, it's going to be at least a four to six lead time, four to six week lead time here. Those type of things. I got to tell them. Absolutely. And I'll also tell them this is impossible. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you know what? There's tons of questions. We had lots of chit-chat. We didn't get to many questions. You're welcome, Julie, to come back. Julie Hankins, <laughs> JimJulie99, as, uh, and that's Jim, J-Y-M, not G-I-M. You're welcome I don't to come know. Back I, yeah, she doesn't use Twitter, so don't put her Twitter thing out there. You know it's it's not cool, like, man. People Tell like Kelly, to me on LinkedIn. Kelly and Susie <laughs> Greco. There's lots of people who want to mention the the, the – the, uh, the guest name, okay? And and uh, before we go, I also want to thank Martin Snyder of PC Recruiter. 
com for becoming a proud sponsor of the Recruiting Animals Show. Check out people. Thank, thanks for helping Animal score his next bag. <laughs> There you go, there you go. Hey, we used to recruit in 2006. Hey, Worked all the way through. Go with that. Awesome job, Animal. Thank you very much. Okay, everybody. Thank you.